Welcome back, nerds, to another episode of Judging Nerd Culture. I'm Ollie. And I'm Jess. And today, we're going to be talking about Peacemaker. It's interesting. It's a very interesting show that revolves around a character who is categorically bad. <laughs> and the point of it is, as presumably, mm-hmm. they're going to get better, you know? Yeah. And I think it's real interesting for a lot of reasons. Not least of which is the fact that one of the main themes of it seems to be acknowledging you were born a racist and you cannot be that if you want to. Yeah, just like, yeah, being raised one way and deciding, hey, that's bad. I don't want to be that way. And I feel like if there's ever a time to talk about that, that it's every year in America. <laughs> every year. Every single year. Every year since America was born. <laughs> uh, but also, I would love to, you know, talk about it now. See, see what we think. What, what we think is going to happen in the rest of the, in the show. And maybe come back at the end of the show once the sh- season's over and see if you're right. So it starts. Peacemaker starts with, uh, like, right with. Um, Chris being in the hospital after yeah, the big final act of Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. <laughs> the most recent one. After, uh, spoilers, killing Rick Flagg and being put in the hospital by dead... Nope. Bloodsport. Bloodsport. Blood <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Deathstroke. I was going to say, like... Deadshot is he one? Yep. Okay, and Bloodsport. Though I God, they're the same person. All three of them. Uh, Bloodsport, the Deathstroke, uh, Deadshot or Deadeye? I forget. Uh, I <laughs> I'm just I don't know a lot about comics. Deadpool, they're all fucking. And same. you've told me things about them, and then they got all jumbled up. Anyway, point is. <laughs> Peacemaker is in the hospital. He wakes up. Um, They give him a chance to not go back to jail. But he will have to basically kill for them. For like this black ops team. Real deep state shit. Yes. (laughs) And um, first mission is uh, called Butterfly. Mm -hmm. That is their their mission. Um, They're not telling him what it is. Um... He is put into this group with uh, Murray, um, Adebayo, Harcourt, and Economist. Economo. Economist. No? Economist. Is there an S? Yeah. There's an S at the end. You're right. You're right. Economist. Anyway. <clears throat> How do you remember any of those names? Because <laughs> I'm smart. <laughs> um, But... He's put into the, this ragtag group of people who don't really like each other um, to, uh, he doesn't know what, to do whatever this mission butterfly is called. He, even though he's a moron, he does mention that they are very bad at naming <laughs> because Operation Starfish was just a giant starfish. And so when they tell him it's Operation Butterfly, he's like, what, am I fighting Mothman? Like, what am I, what's going on? <laughs> he, uh, well... Correction. He says Mothra. Mothra. And the only reason I, I, I mention this is because this has to be foreshadowing, right? At the end of the fucking season, they're going to fight Mothra. 
right? Maybe. I don't know. Does Mothra have to do with the butterflies? I don't fucking Because they are actual alien butterflies. Yeah, they're little um, <laughs> That are infecting people. I, by the end of the season, like, the, the mother of all these aliens has to show up and just be fucking Mothra-sized alien butterfly. Perhaps. Perhaps. Um, <clears throat> That'd be so good. First episode drop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in in these four episodes we also see um like that that's the basic underlying plot <clears throat> but we also see uh peacemaker we see chris his father he's an awful horrible racist white dragon that's not a dead giveaway <laughs> um <clears throat> uh the first time you see him he i mean that haircut you, you look at that haircut and you think oh there's a racist but um you find out that he made Chris do horrible things as a kid, and, like, he is a product of his father's hate for everyone else except for white people. <clears throat> and and even of, them. Yeah, and he, he's kind of battling with that because he's, he knows it's kind of wrong, but he also wants to make his dad proud because his dad is always on him. <clears throat> and there's something about his brother that we don't know. His, his brother has passed away, and, you know, it's that whole, your brother was better than you, it should have been you who died type of thing. Yeah, that whole thing. Yeah, that whole thing. <laughs> and um, then there's also Vigilante, who we meet, who is astounding. Um, yes. <laughs> a great character to have, who is um, Peacemaker's best human friend. Indeed. Yeah, yeah he joins the, the, the ensemble cast as they're trying to... Uh, solve this alien invasion bullshit and he joins as basically the uh uh the trigger man in the moments where yeah. peacemaker finds a conscious yes because vigilante despite being weirdly likable and like <laughs> real dorky dweeb like, is also a complete sociopath a complete psycho like when you first meet him he is like so dorky and he's like dancing out back of this restaurant and because he's so excited that peacemaker's back and like he the guy shows him he's like hey man why are you dancing he's like oh my girlfriend's pregnant oh you have a girlfriend and why do you want me to set you up with my my cousin oh uh oh we're actually i'm so happy we're getting an abortion you want to come to my abortion and he, it's just it's, <laughs> he's, he's like he keeps digging a hole for himself but in such a hilariously cringy awkward goofy way mm-hmm. and uh he <laughs> Another thing about Vigilante that I really enjoy is the fact that he doesn't seem entirely stupid. Like, he Mm -hmm. seems like he sees things and he knows what's going on. And yet somehow, (laughs) and yet somehow, every scene where he's he's in is full of the dumbest shit anyone has ever said. (laughs) Ever. Yes. Um, My favorite, I know I may be getting ahead, but my favorite scene of him... Uh, well, there are many. <laughs> there, there are many. But most notable is one of the ends, the last episode, when he is talking trash to Peacemaker's dad. That is so good. Awesome. Because he's like, you know, he's so nerdy and awkward and like, just like, you think he'd be like the lousiest hero or lousiest villain. But then he, like, brings it out from nowhere. But I think part of it is that, like, despite his real dorky, like, everything, he has this demeanor of, like, I don't fear anything. Yeah. Especially death. <laughs> and yeah. it's very good. Yeah. 
It's oh my gosh, it's so good. <laughs> Kudos to the actor for having both, uh, you know, like that that uh, clear personality, but also that lack of you know emotional connection that makes the character really seem kind of insane. Yeah, and I think I think that um, that trait of being kind of upbeat but also threatening is terrifying it's wonderful. like when when somebody is telling you like hey basically i'm gonna murder you i'm gonna rip you apart i'm gonna shove this up your a-hole and like stuff <laughs> like that but they're like being so chipper and happy about it that's terrifying yeah because they're great like if someone's angry and they're like i want to stab you it's like oh i'm a little scared you, you seem angry you might actually stab me if someone's smiling it's like I, oh i'm gonna stab you it's like oh you're gonna stab me you're gonna yeah. really enjoy it yeah it's gonna be weird like, i could i could maybe escape or talk this other guy out of it get some sort of plan you know but with this guy he's, he's just, having fun he doesn't want to stop having fun yeah he's just in it for the lols yeah I can't believe you said that. <laughs> what is this? 2014? Uh, yes. yes <laughs> a better time. A better time. <laughs> if, I, if, if I could, I would go back to 2014 in a snap. We'll see you later. You were we, there. We would have not known each other. We met, we met. At the end of 2014. Yeah, close enough. Close. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> we have a few months together. Um, uh, yeah. So... It's, it's, I don't know, it's a really fun, it's a really fun show with a lot of cool characters, um, some of which I cannot stand, but I think that's kind of the point. Oh, yeah. Here's, here's something interesting about this show that I, I wanted to talk about for a bit. No, there isn't a single character who is truly good or likable. Mm -hmm. They're all kind of fucked up, weird, or morally uh, sketchy, at the very least. But I think so far. Judo Master is the most <laughs> is the most correct. He he does seem like the most up on the up and up. Like he just seems like a bodyguard who's been doing yeah. a good job as a bodyguard. I and, love Judo yeah. Master so much. Uh, real unfortunate. So resilient. Yeah, dude, don't die. So resilient. <laughs> Had his head caved in, shot, nothing. Yeah, because he a... moved his lung into his <laughs> his, his liver into where his Wait, heart was. What, what? I don't know. It was something weird. Kidney. He said kidney. <laughs> I love John Cena. Uh, so I want to talk about the characters and specifically the fact that all of them are pretty fucked up in a lot of ways. Because I think the fact that this show revolves around characters who are at their core kind of unlikable yeah. is really interesting because mm -hmm. you end up liking all of the characters and wanting to see. I don't, I don't like Harcourt. It's been four episodes. So I still don't like her. But maybe eventually we will. I will. You uh, might like her. Do you like her? That's the thing. I, when you said that, I was trying to think, well, what about the... T and then I was like, oh, no. What about... No. You know, she hasn't done anything no. remotely likable. <laughs> like, there was that one brief moment where, where Judo Master was whatever, and she was consoling Ad Abadio. Adebayo. Adebayo, thank you. <laughs> and, uh, like, that seemed nice. And then later on, John Cena, Chris... Shows up with, you know, asking some questions about stuff, and she's kind of nice there, but never, she's not really been. Yeah. Much. And, like, I, I get it, because it's like her whole thing is the the cold uh, operative person who is, like, only here for the job and, like, not here to make friends. She's, like, you know, 
she's depressed and, and like she's got layers and she drinks beer and like she she's killed people she's seen things you know but like it's it's it, that hard that hard character is boring well that's that's a, that's a thing because they have such a, a cold demeanor it's hard to find anything to connect with them with because they are actively choose like the character's purpose is to disconnect from the other characters which makes it hard to connect with them as as a, as a viewer so i imagine there's going to be you know things coming up i know that in the last episode we watched there's a bit of like there was a few scenes where she seemed like she was having co- you know concerns <laughs> like i said with peacemaker when he came asking some questions uh her interaction with Adebayo, and even when uh she picked up vigilante at the end of his scene like there, there was you know some concern. There was emotion in like her demeanor and the way she uh, interacted with these characters, but she never actually did anything about it. Mm-hmm. Which, which I'm hoping means that in the next four or however many episodes that are to come, she gets more character. Like she gets more emotion, mm-hmm. more likable. Yeah, I'm. I, I think she will. Uh, I. I. Like, I'm not saying James Gunn is the world's best person or whatever, or, or director or whatever, but I do 100% trust his ability to make a character likable. He made, he new, made... new Chris Pratt likable. Yeah, he made Star-Lord <laughs> likable. So, so, like, I'm pretty sure... That's, that's saying something. Yeah. God, that's his, that's his gimmick, isn't it? He takes characters who are just the worst and makes you like them for some reason. Yeah. And it, I feel like it's it's... Because they're goofy. Oh, the, yes. They're very silly. He's like, you know what? How do I make this kind of douchey garbage person likable? <laughs> I know. 80s music and some cool quips. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be funny and they listen to rock music. And daddy issues. They they always have daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Vigilante, his dad left <laughs> them for, you know, whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Peacemaker's dad, the worst. Star-Lord's dad, also the worst. Is a planet. Is a bad. Is pl- <laughs> <laughs> a planet. You're right, but... It's, it's an issue. It is an issue. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, it, I guess, you know, James Gunn is not as good a writer as I thought. <laughs> he does a good job, though, at it. He does two... shtick. <laughs> he does one thing very um, well. And then there's Adebayo, who has mommy issues. Yeah. I really like Adebayo. I think she's one of my favorite characters. Because mm-hmm. she's so sweet and charming mm-hmm. but everything she does i feel like is a lie everything she does is filled with this like sense of like she knows more than anyone else for some reason mm-hmm. and she's saying just the right thing to make people think she's she's less involved or less whatever or you know she is in control of every conversation she's in yeah and it's really interesting yeah and the times that, you know, there are times where she lets her guard down and she's not in control of the conversation. But her her character seems like she genuinely doesn't want to be a part of this operation. Like, she just wants to go home, be with her wife, like, start a family, be rid of it. Um, but when she does have to somehow push the mission forward or, you know, help out. She's really good at planting ideas and thoughts into people's head mm-hmm. that aren't necessarily their own and maybe they hadn't even thought of before. Yeah, and even just, like, the way that she 
the, the way the character actively is so open about, you know, how far they've gone in the past and what they've done and all this, which has led other characters who otherwise don't care about her to try to empathize and be and like take care of her, mm-hmm. which would have was her goal in the first place to get the, the other people to uh, to to want her around to mm-hmm. value her in some way and dropping these things has led to that. And I don't think that's an accident. I think the character, you know, we'll see in the future if this is, if I'm right or wrong or wrong. But it feels like everything the character has done so far, if it, if it isn't a lie, cool. But there's a good chance it might be. A good chance that most of the things that they've said or done, maybe they have killed a lot of people in the past and they're lying about it because they know that'll get a better reaction. They've cried a lot. Even when nobody was around, they've cried. Like, they went to the bathroom and cried. And, like, they wouldn't have cried in the bathroom unless somebody was watching them so they could make a scene about it and use that and manipulate them right so like they do feel a certain guilt about it like you're right it could all be a lie but they also it seems like do feel some sort of way about it oh yeah like this isn't a thing that they're happy about doing they're just good at Um, it and i mean being the daughter of (laughs) (laughs) yeah of the big bad (laughs) it's difficult uh, but no, I, I'm I forget really, her name. Amanda Waller. Waller. I kept thinking in my head Warren. It sounds like a bad guy name. Yeah. Uh, but no, but you're you're right. I I'm excited to see what happens with her character. What about her is true and what isn't, and how much of you know her choices are deliberate or her reactions are deliberate. But I also I, I want to talk for a, a bit about obviously the most important character, John Cena. John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> I love John Cena so much. <sighs> uh, John Cena is very good. So, out of all of the actors who have come from WWE, John Cena is by far my favorite. I also like John Cena. Great singer. Uh, yep. <laughs> kind of keeps their uh, identity hidden, so I don't really... Yeah. Wears a lot of wigs. <laughs> <laughs> Great haircut, though. Uh... So, <laughs> now I just want to make a image of John Cena. John Cena wearing the Cena mask. <laughs> uh, we'll see if I... He should be in the next music video. Not really. She kind of sucks. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but no, John Cena. Mm-hmm. John Cena! <laughs> Is the, the exact right personality for this role. Because... Not only, you know, his physical appearance, like he is, I don't know how to say this without saying something very rude about John Cena, (laughs) because I do think he's a great person and a nice man, Mm -hmm. but he looks like an Aryan's wet dream. You know what I'm saying? No, he's a big, strong white man. <laughs> exactly. He's, he's he is the perfect dude for the, for, for this role visually. Yeah. And again... No offense, John Cena, you're a lovely man. <laughs> uh, so that already great, but also the fact that he has developed this persona throughout multiple roles, like even with the WWE being the the very beginning of this like down to earth. I'm a man of the man of the other men. <laughs> I'm a man of the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wear cargo shorts and uh, tank tops to wrestle. The Marine. <laughs> exactly. He is so very. American. Mm-hmm. And this role is just another version of that. Yeah. 
that uh, take a you know, a very wonderful extreme uh, that, <laughs> <laughs> that I think it, him, him being this character was a truly brilliant casting choice. Yes, it, it, it really was. Um, man, John Cena, I don't think he would be up for like, you know, an Oscar or anything. Maybe someday down the road. But for now, I think... I think maybe he does deserve one. But he he's not, you know, a serious movie actor. He is not, you know, Al Pacino, Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, he's not going to be getting Golden Globes for bawling and being emotional on camera. But he is so good at, like... So, so Chris, Peacemaker, he's supposed to be, like, this guy who... Even though he's an adult, he's kind of childlike because he's he's naive. He's 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 always been dependent on his dad and everything. Um, hasn't really learned how to live life for himself. He's always been making dad proud, or trying to make dad proud. And so he does a really good job at um, portraying that emotion of like confusion and sadness, guilt, like, all rolled up in one, like, being confused about, like, is my dad wrong? Like, is, like, what I've been doing myself, is, is everything I've built Peacemaker on a lie and wrong? And, like, Mm -hmm. uh, guilt about killing Rick Flagg and guilt about, you know, maybe being racist, even (laughs) though he didn't realize he was being racist or sexist or whatever, um... Yeah. And so, like, you, there's a scene where he's dancing around and he's, you know, to this this music in his trailer. And he's, like, yelling at himself. You're so dumb. You're, like, you're... Chris, uh, Rick Flagg was right. You know, you're, you're nothing but a fraud. And, like, it seems kind of silly. Like, it seems kind of cringy. But I can picture, like, like, real masculine men doing that. Like being so hard on on themselves thinking that they weren't manly enough like they weren't masculine enough and then like breaking down like that and like they can't they don't do therapy (laughs) they don't have anybody to talk to so the only way they know how to get this rage out this this grief is to like be mean to themselves or to bury it down deep or dance around in their trailers listening to rock music and then cry on the floor like it's it was silly but also very realistic and i think john cena really did a great job yeah no it it was very humanizing Mm -hmm. the 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 fact again i don't think john cena is like you said a golden globe actor yeah he wouldn't be able to uh what movie did we just watch uh andrew garfield in what that one movie oh uh tick tick boom yeah oh my god that is a very good that is a very subtle movie in which you have to convey emotions in a very different way. I cried so much. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I don't think John Cena would be suited for that role. Yeah. But that doesn't mean he's not good at portraying mm-hmm. emotions. He's yeah. just bigger. He Like, he's just larger, more expressive. Uh-huh. Like, he's not going to make me cry my eyes out like Andrew Garfield did in Tick, Tick, Boom. <laughs> but he is going to make me have emotions. Like, I am going to feel for him. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that is the fact that the the way that he's portraying this character, the way that this character is written, and the way that he's portraying it, 
go so well together with this idea of a very uh, performative masculinity. Mm-hmm. Uh, where the, the character itself, his whole one of his whole things is, I'm a man. <laughs> I'm a big, strong man. And that is very real. Mm-hmm. Like, that is a very true-to-life uh, caricature of, of men who are performatively masculine. Yeah. And then when they go home... And they have these emotions. What do they do? They still perform it. Mm-hmm. They, they, they don't know how else to express. Exactly. And seeing that in this character, in the writing and in the acting, is very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's like throughout the the rest of the, the, the beginning episodes, he, you know, comes off as like this just foolish guy. You know, like he's just kind of... Like, he, he's not totally bad, but he's kind of, like, annoying or whatever. Um, you don't really see a lot of parts of him. He just comes off as a uh, slightly racist, uh, low-class villain, basically. Yeah. Um, and in that scene, in that trailer scene, you, you find out that, like... Nah, he's actually trying really hard. Yeah. And it's just, he doesn't know how or what is going on, really. Yeah, the the conflict with Peacemaker is, uh, without a doubt, the most important part of this show. Mm-hmm. Is his, his, you know, desire to be a good person, but literally having no opportunity to ever have become one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he was raised to be bad. Yeah. He was trained and groomed to be a bad man. Yes. Um, he keeps saying, he keeps saying to everybody, I'm, I'm a superhero, I'm a hero. And they laugh in his face and they're like, oh, you're that villain, peacemaker, you killed Rick Flagg. Oh, you're that villain, peacemaker. And he's like, no, I, I'm a hero. And they're like, no, Batman's a superhero. <laughs> you're, you're not a hero. And it, it upsets him because like, he, he truly wants to be good and he's been trying to be good. But in the way that his father knows to be good, and that's, that's bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I know that sounds kind of complicated, but, like, he's using the only tools he learned to, and, to use for good. Like, you can't fit a square piece into a, into a circle, you know? Like, he's, he's trying to be good with all these villainous tools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 honestly quite wonderful. I uh, I'm excited to see where the character develops because there's an obvious path uh, that he's down of uh, deconstructing mm-hmm. sort of the the world that he you know was taught and rebuilding it to understand what he should do with with himself, <laughs> and that is a wonderful thing to see because redemption arcs mm-hmm. in any show tend to be kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, any any uh, angsty teen supernatural drama. Yeah. It's like oh, I killed a hundred people, but I feel bad now. Yeah, like like the the redemption isn't believable. It's like, well, I I still don't like you. Like, there's no reason for you to be redeemed right now. Exactly. Whereas in with this one, the, it seemed this whole show is a redemption arc, mm-hmm. and the fact that it isn't just I feel bad at I want whatever, it's. He's always felt bad. Mm-hmm. He just isn't allowed to show it because this is the way he's been trained and he's whatevering. And that is that pressure is slowly starting to become overbearing and he can't handle pretending not to be hurt by 
promising to murder children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it's it's in it is gonna be good. Yeah. His redemption is gonna be well earned. Mm-hmm. Uh do you want to discuss what you think is gonna happen in I, the in the future episodes of Peacemaker? I would love to. Okay. Okay. So I think mm-hmm. the final villain is gonna be his dad controlled by Mothra. Maybe not specifically Mothra, but big alien bad guy. I don't know. I don't think big bad guy is gonna be evil. Uh I don't think the butterflies are evil, is what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um when we see him go to the senator, I believe, when we see him go to his house and he is ordered to kill the, the whole family because they are butterflies, he he hesitates. And also, the family seem, I mean, even though they're creepy, weird alien butterfly things, um, they don't seem uh, aggressive. Like, they seem very benevolent. They seem um, like they're just trying to exist. And they happen to be inside a human um that is the way they can exist which is unfortunate but it, 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 in a weird way they don't seem bad so i think the end bad guy i mean maybe it will be mothra um but i, I feel like it will just be white dragon and his goons well here's the thing i i think uh that is the ultimate bad guy is going to be his dad like mm-hmm. that's that's clear but I think, like you said, the aliens aren't explicitly evil, except Mern. Yeah, he, him and whatever group of other butterflies. There's bad butterflies and good butterflies, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's how it works. It's good and bad at species. <laughs> uh, but I think part of it is going to be that he's going to have to, you know, fight his dad, mm-hmm. resolve that, and then uh, in the end it's going to be... Mern's butterfly taking over that body again because Maybe. of whatever reason and it ends up being you know kind of just an emotional moment where he has to beat his dad up again like the whatever else for, for whatever reason I don't know I think that might be the direction they go in because mm-hmm. and do you think assumptions do you think everyone will find out about Adebayo being Waller's daughter Yes. And if they do, do you think... I think I think maybe at first they'll be upset about it, but then they might come back around. Because she does seem like a good person. I think Adebayo being Amanda Waller's, da- Amanda Waller's daughter is such an early Chekhov's gun in the, in the plot of the show. Like, we find out about it first episode. Mm-hmm. No one else knows. The, that has to become a relevant plot point again. Mm-hmm. And she... Uh, Waller tells her, she she asks her mother, uh, shouldn't we tell them about the plan? Mm-hmm. So she knows something else going on with the butterflies. Exactly. She might even know about Mern. Who yeah. knows? But uh, yeah, her revealing the truth, 100% guaranteed. I, I, I am certain of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, White dragon with butterfly being the evil bad guy, less sure about that, but I think so. Uh the other thing that I think is going to be uh, kind of big, or one of the things I think is going to be important to the ending, I think Harcourt and Vigilante are going to get together. That's weird. I know, I know. I think... <laughs> I don't know about that. 
Hey, fine. I, I, I know that they've been kind of hinting that uh, Hardcore and Chris will get together. And that's like the, the uh, typical. So like maybe they'll surprise you and like go, oh no, <laughs> she's actually going to be with Vigilante. But uh, that just seems weird. I don't Maybe. Hey, I you don't. You would be so happy. I'm <laughs> 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 you would be very excited. Uh, I don't know 100% why I believe this, but I have a Spidey side that says oh, they're going to get together. That would be great. And I'm calling my shot. I'm taking my guess. No particular reason. I'm just feeling it. <laughs> um, I, I'm also hoping that in either the last episode or the next, you know, coming episodes, at some point, Peacemaker calls Vigilante his best human friend. Because he hasn't said it himself. He has not said it himself. Um, Vigilante just shows up at his trailer and he's like, well, I'm your best friend. These people are best friend material. And he goes, you're not my best friend. Eagly is my best friend, which is his pet eagle, by the way. Very, um, very well trained. Very well trained. Um, <laughs> we, have not, they have not, we haven't talked about this at all. No one's talked about it in the show at all. That eagle is dis- terrifyingly well trained. <laughs> yes. Also, how is it legal for him to have a pet eagle? Not even. Not even. Not even a little, it's a bald eagle. Those are in danger. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm hoping that he calls... Vigilante, his best friend. Excuse me. And then Igly attacks Vigilante. His, no, he calls him his best human friend. Um, <laughs> hopefully Igly does not die fighting the moths, the butterflies. I mean, that'd be unfortunate. But um, I think that would just be really sweet and a really wholesome moment between uh, Peacemaker and Vigilante. Would be. It'd be lovely. Um, I do think, though, that after the last episode, they are going to have some tense interactions when Peacemaker finds out that um, Vigilante has potentially made things worse <laughs> so much um, worse. with his relationship between Peacemaker and his father. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, what, I agree with everything so far. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think what we're saying... Almost certain to happen. Uh, the Mothra dad thing, iffy, but that is definitely mm-hmm. going to be the final one of the final fights. Uh, I also think Judah Master. Yes. Like he's going to become part of the team. One hundred percent, right? Thousand percent. He's got to be that opening sequence. That beautiful, perfectly choreographed <laughs> opening sequence. Judo Master jumps up on top of John Cena's shoulder. Like a, a child, and it's it's great, and I love it. But that shows me that they are not going to be enemies for very long. Um, and he he's too he's too good. He's very. He's too he's t- too great of a character to just kill off. Mm-hmm. So here's the last bit of prediction that I have. Mm-hmm. I think the way that the the show is going to progress is that Judah Master is eventually going to you know come back to consciousness. And is going to reveal the truth about the butterflies to uh, Economos, Harcourt, and Chris. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, all, whatever. All of them, essentially. And they're going to work together to save people. And... Mern's going to try to stop that from happening. Yes. Mern, Adebayo, and I think Vigilante. I think Vigilante is a sweet young boy. Not really. But he's very impressionable. He's very... Yeah, he's still pretty young. 
is pretty young compared to everybody else, but he's very easy to control. And I think uh, he would be easily manipulated into continuing this crusade, even if Peacemaker takes a different direction. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's where we're going to go with it. Eventually, it's going to come down to Peacemaker convincing Adebayo and uh, Vigilante to be like, hey, stop fucking doing this. Be a better person. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Which coming from him would be a big deal, and I think would bring his character around to the, you know, his whole character arc around from being a person who is somehow, despite everything, actually a good person deep, deep down, deep, deep. <laughs> <laughs> and actually bringing that to the surface and, and trying to genuinely do good for the sake of doing good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that's where we're going. Yeah, uh, yeah I think so. Um... I can't really imagine things veering too far off that path. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could be surprised. We could be wrong. Are we ever wrong? Yeah, sometimes. Okay, fine. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you gotta humble yourself, Ollie. Once in Sometimes a... you have to humble yourself and accept it's okay to be wrong. You don't have to be a strong masculine dude all the time like Peacemaker. But I'm a man. I'm a big, strong man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, fair. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, I don't know. It'll be fun to see who, if we're right. Uh, honestly, I don't, I don't know what other directions it might go in. So if anyone has an idea of what direction it might go in, uh, I don't know, mention it somewhere. And, uh, we'll see who's right. It's going to be us, though. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks for watching, everybody. Have a wonderful whatever time of year it is. I don't, I'm not sure. January. I lost. Have a wonderful January. Yep. Happy holidays. <laughs> Merry Christmas and happy Vonica. Vonica? I was trying to say Is that. Is that the Jewish Valentine's Day? <laughs> yes. Seven days of. Well, <laughs> I was going to say happy Valentine's or happy Hanukkah. But I remember Valentine's Day was coming and then they just. Goodbye.